0: Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry.
1: Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the forlorn Matthew Henry.
0: How you doing, Matthew? Oh, it's been a rough day, Ben. It's been a rough, rough afternoon. Really? You Something know, happened? Just a uh, seesaw of emotions, mm. uh, praising kickers, and then hating kickers, and then... And then just just watching, right? You know the the, the team that you root, f- you've been rooting for since uh-huh. you were little, since nineteen eighty one. Wow! Yeah ha just fall was, apart in the last That was the
1: strike season, right? When they had to cut
0: the season in half, 1981. I, I, I'm I'm I the 49ers football NFL season.
1: Oh, the Dirty Miners, right? Did they play a game today? They,
0: there was a game today.
1: Oh, I didn't know.
0: It didn't go the way that many 49ers fans oh. had hoped 40, all 49ers. But fans
1: that's had hoped. okay. It was just an exhibition game, right? It,
0: no. It was uh, for all the marbles. Oh, as they say. And, unfortunately, uh, the 49ers gave it away in overtime. Well, I don't know if gave it away is the right word. I mean, yeah. they you know, they just, they, they got beat. They got beat. And it was tough to watch. And, yeah. you know, I really thought that uh, this was their year and you just, you, you know, you just, you can't bet against, you know, Patrick Mahomes. That's the bottom line.
1: Well, also, like, I was wrong. I was proved wrong. I did watch the game. I, I, I was jesting, like, that I was, like, I knew the game was happening. I knew it was for all the marbles. And I did watch the game.
0: I by know the, that because you were sitting right next to me. Yeah, by the
1: way, uh, listeners, we are actually sitting across from each other because Matthew is at my house. And again, both of our recording studios are in very small, cramped places. And so when we're together, we have to go to the echoey rooms. So if we don't sound so well or different than usual, that is why. I did watch today's game. <clears throat> and and I will say I, I was a little proven wrong. Number one... Um Mitch had a great game. Mitch was he had a great game. He, he played really well pre- and did
0: pre- Pretty sure it was because of your boot punch. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was invigorated by my boot punch. Uh see last Thursday's episode for more details about that. He was invigorated by my boot punch. But also Mr. Jake Moody, he 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 performed admirably. He set
0: a record. Jake Moody is now the The, greatest field goal kicker in Super Bowl history. Well, he's kicked the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. Longest, greatest, whatever.
1: (laughs) You know, um, yeah, you know, I I don't really know how football works. I mean, these guys are just, these guys kick all these field goals and everybody says that they're, like, not important. I don't understand football. But anyway, point is, he missed, missed, like, he he kicked a ball too low. Or something? Yeah.
0: I mean, he kicked the longest field goal in Super Bowl history, and then he had an extra point blocked. Blocked. Right. And that was his fault. That was his fault. Because yes. he
1: kicked it into the hand.
0: He kicked it too low.
1: He kicked it too low. I see. Right. Because all of everybody else in the world, they wouldn't have. All the people listening to this show, all the people out on Twitter, all of them, if they kicked the ball, like Gronk,
0: I saw the Gronk <laughs>
1: commercial, if they kicked the ball, they would have done fine. Right?
0: I don't know because they kicking... would have been fine, but a professional kicker, um, you know, 99 times out of 100 would have kicked right, it. Right, but I
1: thought this was so easy, you could just go get a rookie and replace your like, your <laughs> your pro bowl... Guy who would never missed veteran. a football yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. you could have just replaced him because kicking field goals is easy, I thought, and it, extra points. Totally. I'm very yeah. confused about all this stuff. But actually, you know, I was analyzing all this stuff at Matthew and I was realizing that if he had made that extra point, I think the 49ers would have lost in regulation.
0: <laughs> right. Well, then, then, Mahomes would have thrown for a touchdown in the last ten seconds of regulation. They, they would have
1: had to go for it because they were down by four, and and they were also within the ten yard line, and we, we saw how that turned out in overtime. Okay. Look, but this isn't 49er. Conference. No, I think I think
0: we should just move on. Because, yeah, we should know. move on.
1: Uh, which which brings up uh, uh, I have a question for you, Matthew. Okay. Can we talk about the Giants now? Like, finally, now that this is over, like, can we just go back to the real sports and talk about
0: baseball? Absolutely, absolutely. And and the reason why is that pitchers and catchers report this week. That's right.
1: Pitchers and catchers technically report on Valentine's Day, but I I don't know. I guess they just show up and they they
0: do what? I think they, they get weighed and get their physical and you know all that, right. and then they take their their girlfriends or wives out for dinner. Right. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Right. All and the if,
0: all the Arizona-based uh, restaurants are going to be booked. They're all
1: booked. They're all booked up. So if you want reservations
0: in Arizona,
1: uh, Ruck, I guess. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So 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 uh, well anyway. Today is Sunday, February eleventh, as we record this podcast. Super Bowl Sunday, for those of you who celebrate, I mean, I think that's most of us, but like I celebrate the same way, I celebrate Super Bowl Sunday the same way I would celebrate uh, Christmas, Christmas, which is like casually tune in to the parade. No, that's Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. Yeah, you do the presents. Yeah, you, you do, do the, the dinner. Yeah, you do the dinner. Yeah, that's you're you're not doing the the full on celebrating of 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 somebody being born. You, you say
1: know. you say grace at dinner. Rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody celebrates differently, Ben. All right, everybody all right? celebrates differently. And and those who who want to celebrate Super Bowl Sunday, you know, the way that they want to celebrate it, that's fine.
1: Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, I what do I usually? Say? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, we're not talking about the 49ers. We're talking about the Giants. Mm -hmm. What did the Giants do this week? Nothing. Same as last week.
0: (laughs) For a second there, I had to think. Did they do something? No. No, they did not.
1: Same as a week before. I Actually, Matthew, they acquired a former first-round draft pick. I don't know how <laughs> you can say they did nothing. They did yeah. something amazing. They That's got first right. round That's round pick. Right. That's
0: right. They bought somebody for cash that was about to be designated <laughs> for assignment. Yeah. You know, occasionally that turns into a Tyro Estrada. So you know maybe we shouldn't poo poo this. That's true. That's true. They might
1: have gotten the next Lamont Wade Jr., the next Tyro Estrada, or they might not have. We don't know. Yeah. But not exactly
0: like like not exactly exciting the fan base. Though. Right.
1: Yeah. So basically the Giants did nothing once again. All right, well, but as you mentioned, we are in the last few days before Kitchers and Patchers.
0: Kitchers and Patchers. Kitchers and Patchers. folks, Folks, let's be honest. We're like five cocktails in on Super Bowl Sunday, okay? So, we actually usually record the cocktail episode before the baseball episode. It does. We, we decided not to do that because we felt like that would be a disservice to this one. I mean, we're already feeling pretty good. So, you know, and buckle in, folks. This could be a fun episode of of mispronouncing words and making some outlandish claims. I yeah. don't know. We'll find out.
1: Super, super Sunday Sunday Sundays, Sundays will do that too. Yeah, yeah. because yeah.
0: Patchers and Kitchers reported.
1: <laughs> That's right, because Patchers and Kitchers reported. But we're still talking about the 49ers. We so, are? Well, we are because I can see the trivia question. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay, so today is Super Sunday. Is Big Game Sunday. Yes. Bowling Sunday. Exactly. Anyway, and the Dirty Miners were in the game. Yes. And so you have a trivia question related to the Dirty Miners... And the San Francisco Giants. Yes. Why don't you ask us that trivia question so I can stop
0: talking? Okay. <laughs> well, since since 1981, the 49ers have been in the Super Bowl eight times, I think is what we we, we determined. It's roughly equivalent to the number of times the Giants have been in the World Series. So the Actually, question is... Five. Five times. When was the last time the Giants posted a winning record following a 49er Super Bowl appearance? you, don't know. you don't, don't know. I don't you know. I don't know
1: because I don't know when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. When, when, when Barry Manilow <laughs> threw the ball to Jack Clark,
0: <laughs> and, yeah.
1: he, and he jumped in the air and 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 because and the Ripper caught the ball.
0: Uh, that could be it. It that could was be. The year. That could be the yeah. year. It could yeah. be because that, that was the that first was... year they went to the Super Bowl.
1: Right. Uh, so yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that Barry Manilow never threw a ball f- football
0: in the Super Bowl. I'm assuming you meant Joe Montana. That's but what I was I, I yes. was just going to roll with Barry Manilow. Right. They, you know they look alike. You know there's right. a little similarity there. Right. You know. And I'm
1: also pretty sure Jack Jack Clark played baseball.
0: I know Jack Clark played baseball, mm-hmm. but uh you know, he was so awesome that he could have played for the 49ers. He could have caught that ball. He could have. Yeah. yeah.
1: You yeah. know, when you look back at that ball, that catch on replay, he didn't really jump that high. It hey, it was impressive then, but now it's not that impressive.
0: You know, go go to hell, man. <laughs> okay, like, whatever. Okay, how dare you talk about Dwight Clark that way. Rest in peace, Amen. Dwight Clark.
1: Amen. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to say 1980-whatever that was.
0: Okay, 1981, 82, I 1980, guess. you don't even know. I, I know it was 81, but I can never remember if it was, like, the 81 season or, like, 82 year. Like, you know, because they, they you know, the yeah. football does this thing where it goes into a new year, and yeah. it's always a little confusing. Football so. does everything weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. anyway. Isn't it time for the booze, boys?
1: Bob's at my house now?
0: Bob is everywhere. Oh, my God. What are you drinking, Ben?
1: Oh, dear. Bob, I'm drinking a big glass. Well, the glass is big. Of rum and Coke Zero. That's what I'm drinking, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be drinking Wisnowski's Boot Punch, but that ran out hours ago. And it worked. Wisnowski, good old Mitch, whose first name I know, played Beautifully today. He really did. He played really well. Um, and uh, that's what I'm supposed to be drinking. And if you want to hear more about that, Bob, you can go to last Thursday to hear the recipe. I'm not even going to say it. We usually say it, but folks, like we said, we're, I'm drinking Coke Zero and Kahloa rum. And it's empty. Yeah. And this is my sixth cocktail of the day. That's
0: where we're at. What are you drinking, Matthew? Bob, I'm supposed to be drinking Purdy and Red. And and I had one of those in the first half of the game, like, several hours ago. Uh, but after the Niners lost, seriously, I needed something stronger than that. Okay, so I am drinking a 151 rum with a little bit of Amaretto and some Coke Zero. Okay, so that's what I'm drinking. And um, I, I'm starting to feel it, to be honest. So, you know, in days like this and times like this... Sometimes you just need to go like you just need to go basic, and, that's right. and so I rummaged through Ben's liquor cabinet, found the 151 rum, and was like, "That's what I needed." But I'm too much of a wimp to just drink that with straight Coke, and so I add a little amaretto to cut the 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 bang of the of the 151 because I knew that would just kill me. And so that's what I'm drinking, and I'm halfway through it, and uh, already can tell that this is going to be a fun episode. So that's what I'm drinking, Bob, the 151 Amaretto and Coke Zero.
1: This is the, uh, I believe it's called Harney and Sons 151. Oh, no, here it is. Oh, Lemon Heart and Sons (laughs) and Son overproof 151 rum. Uh, this is a potent, potent rum, folks. I have at least seven different bottles of rum in my bar because of Tiki, and yeah, I like drink to make. I like to make and drink a lot of tiki cocktails. This one, Matthew picked a doozy, um, and it does need to be cut with something else. This is not meant to be drawn to be consumed neat um, or by itself, not ever. So, cutting it with something like amaretto is a perfectly good choice. I also drink a lot of Coke Zero. I drink so much Coke Zero,
0: it's probably what will kill me. <laughs> Probably,
1: uh, it's the, not the
0: booze, and that's it, what was around. So I, there's actually a cocktail which we've—I think I'm pretty sure we have done on this podcast at one point called the Lounge Lizard, which is yes, uh, which is rum, amaretto, and Coke. And so I just kind of just—I remembered that cocktail. Mm. I saw his uh, rum fifty-one and knew that at one fifty-one, and I knew I needed a, a, a little kick. And so I just recreated the Lounge Lizard, uh, amped up on steroids a little bit. Wow, so for not,
1: talk, for not drinking the cocktails that we're supposed to be drinking, Matthew, I think we've gone on longer about our cocktails than we're supposed to. And we didn't even give the recipes for our cocktails. But anyway, if you want to know about Purdy's Punch or uh, Wisnowski's, sorry, Purdy and Purdy Red. Purdy and Red. And Wisnowski's Boot Punch, listen to last Thursday's episode, 49er Cocktails. And I do want to talk about that briefly, because you know what, Giants fans? We called that episode 49er Cocktails because the name of the show is giant cocktails and that was we were making a reference to the 49ers and and their achievement of making it to the super bowl and and honestly i don't want to toot our own horns but but our listenership has been improving especially during this off season you know the show is doing great but i really want to commend you all Because you guys did not download that episode. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of our worst performing episodes in a long time. And I would like to believe that is because you saw that title and you were like, no, I'm not listening to that show. And you know what, Giants fans? Good for you.
0: Good for
1: you. And now here we are. The NFL season is over. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. So it feels appropriate, Matthew, that we would cast judgment. I mean, we do that every week. But I think, right, so this is the official end of the off season, right? Spring training is going to start on Wednesday or officially on Thursday. Well, officially on Wednesday and then actually on Thursday. And so for all intents and purposes, the offseason
0: is over. We're done. We're the Giants done. have locked in their roster. We are good to go. All baseball teams are just now, they're just fine-tuning on the edges maybe. Yeah. And they're just, we're all rolling in with the roster that we've worked hard to assemble over the offseason.
1: Right. You're looking for depth. You're looking for guys off the 40-man roster. You're looking to see who somebody else cuts.
0: So yeah, and you so can maybe you them them could out. buy them and trade for them and put them on your 40-man. Yeah. yeah. You're, just,
1: yeah. you're fine-tuning. And world-class, top-tier teams, top-tier Major League Baseball teams, they've got their rosters locked in. I mean, look at the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: Totally locked <coughs> in.
1: Locked in. And, you know, a lot of other—the the Yankees have made a bunch of improvements. They're better off this year. The Cardinals, who had an abysmal season last year, a, a team that considers themselves to be a perennial contender, they made a bunch of changes to their rotation. The Padres have declared to the world that they're going to go back to being the Padres again, so they have decided they're going to suck, which is good for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the the D-bags, they've gone out that... Sorry. The defending National League champions, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've actually made some really nice moves. I think they've upgraded, they've even put themselves into a comical situation where they might end up with both Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson on the same roster. And I gotta tell you, after hearing about Mr. Pusoy and what he, he likes on social media, I can't say that there's two guys who deserve each other
0: more than those two losers. Oh man.
1: I would love to see Pham and Peterson on the same team.
0: Absolutely. Make that happen. Maybe they'll play fantasy football together.
1: <laughs> I can. They probably will. You know what? They're going to retire and they're going to open up restaurants together and it's going to be like a super famous chain. Right? That's what's going to end up happening. They're going to
0: call it the slapper around the world. That's right.
1: That's right. Or just slappers. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, that's what they'll serve. They'll serve burgers and they'll just call them the slappers. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, right? It's time to evaluate how the teams have done. and well the san francisco giants haven't done well but i'm going to i'm going to put a caveat in that would all be true except for one man one human being who epitomizes capitalism mm. and just sort of like Total dirtbag ishness. Greg Johnson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa!
1: <What>? No! <coughs> oh! Oh! No! Wrong name. I'm supposed to yell that out. <laughs> not <laughs> you. <laughs> I, there's actually somebody worse than him. Believe it or not, man. Really? Really? Yeah. Who would that be? Scott Boris. Scott Boris, that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So Scott Boris has ruined the off season.
0: You know, it's it's amazing that one man has so much control over an entire industry. Yep. That that shouldn't happen, folks. There should not be an opportunity for someone who doesn't play, isn't employed by a team, to have that much control over the entire off season. And you know, other sports have like namely the, the season that just ended, the NFL ha- is, has a, a really good handle on how to keep fans interested throughout an entire off season. Amen. And the Major League Baseball does not, and we're at the whim of someone like Scott Boris who has purposely held back on his players, so that he can gain maximum leverage for for all four of the, the remaining big free agents. And it's just, it's pitiful. It's bad for the sport, bad for teams. Teams can't plan because they still gotta figure out their, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to grab one of these guys. It's just it's ludicrous. And Major League Baseball needs to address it at some point. This is just ridiculous that someone like Scott Boris can hold an entire industry hostage uh, as we approach what's supposed to be the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've said this in previous episodes, but I think that the Major League Baseball has done a really good job in the last season or two of making in-season changes that are long overdue with, with the pitch clock, which they're and, and a pitch clock that they're aggressively enforcing, which I think everybody liked it except maybe a few players yeah. who probably should have kept their mouths shut. You know, like... Shut up and pitch the ball, entertainer. Like, I don't, I you know, like, I don't care what you think. What do you, like, all I care about is how fast you throw the ball. Just throw the ball. Okay. So Scott Boris is an a-hole, but nonetheless, what can we do about it, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's spring training, and the Giants have done what they've done. So we're going to evaluate them, but we're going to put an asterisk on that. We're going to evaluate the San Francisco Giants offseason, but we're going to fully recognize and admit that there are a lot of free agents still available that will be signed during the offseason, and I believe in the regular season. Ooh. I believe some of these guys are going to go all the way into the regular season. Maybe not the top four, but I think some of these top ten will. And... Uh, but nonetheless, it's time to evaluate how the San Francisco Giants have done so far. I notice that you're not jumping in here because you're the positive guy. And I guess that means there's nothing
0: positive to say. Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to... F- the Giants are an interesting in an interesting situation because on the one hand they have one of the major signings of the offseason. they do right you know, yeah uh, jung Hu lee yeah. and his 100 and what 15 million dollar contract or whatever A- is re- one of the top 5 contracts signed so far uh, this off season. so you can't say that they haven't gone out and gotten some of the top talent biggest signing in farhan zaidi's regime yeah this yeah. is the
1: biggest san francisco giant that farhan zaidi has ever signed absolutely
0: yeah and then they they also you know made some trades that uh, could be you know the Robbie Ray trade could be something that's very influential down the road doesn't exactly help us now but they also cut weight on well that i was going to say there was some addition by subtraction yeah. maybe you could make that argument and and cleared some dead weight you know and so there's been some movement and some you could make an argument that this has been a positive season for the giants right the problem that I have with this offseason is that it's not good enough, and and it doesn't reflect what the Giants keep promising is going to happen. They keep promising that they're going to spend the money where they need to spend. That they're going to bring in top-of-the-tier free agents. And while they brought in jung Hu Lee, he's still unproven. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I realize, you know, we, we can't project the future. So there are, as we've acknowledged, four guys out there that I think the Giants would, would benefit from having. Uh, but this offseason has been mixed bag because, you know, we've got some guys, I don't know. It's hard to get excited about t- uh, players that we don't really under- know how they're going to perform or won't really help us until significantly down the road in the season. And, and if this is it, then the off-season has been a failure. It's a dismal failure.
1: Yeah. It's a dismal failure. Like, if you were to grade the Giants right now, this off-season has been an absolute, complete cluster. I agree that Zhang Hu Lee is an exciting player, and and he's young, and so he's somebody that we can watch over the next few years and grow. And Robbie Ray is intriguing in what he could bring in the second half or probably last third of the season. And and that's cool, but that's only cool if the Giants contend. And I don't think that they have really built a contender at this point. And so, like, yeah, I would just say the offseason has been an absolute failure. Now, again, we agree that there's an asterisk on this, right? Like, the Giants could turn around and sign not just one of the top four remaining free agents, but two of the top four remaining free agents. And I do want to pause here, Matthew, because I've been thinking about this long and hard. And you know how much I believe in Farhan Zaidi, right? (laughs)
0: Uh, um, yeah, very little. Yeah, very yeah,
1: little. Very little. I don't believe in him at all. And so, but but I don't know. I've heard all these people talking and they're getting really excited. Like, so one of the things that's coming up that we're going to talk in more detail about is that the, the IL is going to open up on Wednesday, the same day that Petras, pitchers and catchers report. And that means that the Giants can put some of their 40-man people onto the I.L., which means that... The
0: the 60-day I.L. Sorry,
1: Sorry. the 60-day I.L., which opens up more spots. And so we know that Robbie Ray will go on that. So right now, the Giants have 40 guys on their 40-man I.L. Sorry, 40-man roster. Mm -hmm. They can't add any more. But on Wednesday, they will put Robbie Ray and Alex Cobb for sure onto the 60-day I.L., which will open up two spots. And, and I've been reading all these articles and everybody's like, whoa, that's the day, that's the day when they finally make good on the Ross stripling roster thing, which I told everybody last week was BS, don't listen to that crap. Um, and, and nothing has happened. Because because I'm right.
0: No, no no no. Something happened. They signed right-handed pitcher Ethan Small. They 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 traded for oh. from the Brewers. Oh yes, Of the Long Island Small. Uh, exactly. Ethan Small from the Long Island Smalls is now a Giant and took that spot on the 40-man roster. So that was the corresponding move that everybody thought was going to be one of the big four. You're no. killing me. <laughs> You're killing me, Small. This is, this, I mean, this
1: is that uh, okay. Okay, I stand corrected. But this is exactly what I said, Matthew. This is exactly what I said. I said when Ross Stripling was gone, they were definitely going to fill that 40-man roster spot, and they filled it with Ethan Small. Who was going to be DFA'd,
0: and the Giants bought him for cash.
1: He was DFA'd, instead he got bought for cash.
0: Which is, you know, what the Giants do. That's how they got, that's how they got to Tyro Estrada. Yeah. That's how they, you know, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. that's what they do.
1: Yeah, Pavs, I know you're on paternity leave, so I'm going to cut you some slack on this one, but Susan, Ben, all the rest of you, there it is. That's the move. That's the move that you all got excited about. Ross Stripling, Ethan Small. Okay. But, still, nonetheless... I'm starting to buy in, Matthew. I'm starting to buy in. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Two of these 40-man roster spots are going to open up on Wednesday. That's right. So I'm going to double down. I'm going to really tempt Farhan. This is your opportunity, Farhan. I know you have no idea who I am or care about me at all, but nonetheless, I'm going to tempt fate.
0: How are you going to tempt fate, Ben? Well,
1: Matthew, I've been looking at the 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 luxury tax payroll Mm -hmm. and i believe sincerely that the san francisco giants want to stay under the luxury tax sure which is fine like i don't have a problem with that i know other fans do i know other fans do but i don't like that's 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 the line and i have no problem
0: with that and it's a lot of money there's a lot lot of money money. there's a lot
1: of money i believe that the giants have enough room now to sign not just one of these guys they have enough room to sign two and here's the thing, it's really hard to trick the luxury tax because when they do that, they take the AAV, which is the, the average annual value of your contract. So you can't like move the money around from one year to the next and trick the luxury tax. Like, like Shohei Otani, like, all of that money counts against the Dodgers for every year that Shohei Otani is planning on playing. It just helps on their cash it flow. It helps on their cash flow. It helps on the real cash flow side, but it doesn't help them on the luxury tax side. So the Giants have enough room not to sign two of the top four players, I believe. Maybe they don't believe and maybe that's why it hasn't happened yet. I mean, the players don't believe it. (laughs) All of whom are assigned with Scott Boris, which seems like a really big conflict of interest to me. But I don't know. That's not my problem. So here's what I believe, Matthew. Here's what I'd like to do. I am going to drink a Negroni. Not just if the Giants sign one or more of the top four remaining free agents by opening day. I will drink a Negroni for each and every top four free agent that they sign between now and opening okay, day.
0: Okay, so just a reminder, folks, if you don't remember, last week I made a bet with with Ben saying that the Giants had to sign one of the, the top four. And that's Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, and Matt Chapman. Those four players are still and they're all controlled by, by by Boris and I made the bet that the Giants would sign one of them before opening day. And if that happened, then Ben would have to sign or have to drink a Negroni. Mm-hmm. If it didn't happen, then I would have to drink a Negroni. That's right. So, so what you're saying now is that if it happens, if they sign more than one, you will drink a Negroni for each player that gets signed. Snell and Montgomery, two not two Negronis.
1: Snell and Chapman, two Negronis. I don't see how this is possible, but Snell, Montgomery, and Chapman,
0: three Negronis. Okay, I, I just want to be clear. I am not drinking more than one Negroni. <laughs> you just, yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. All right. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. So if that's they fine. don't sign any, I'm still only drinking one.
1: Okay, oh, that's fine. You drink. You just drink the one. I know you're a sissy. That's fine. <laughs> I, I I will drink. I'm going to tempt fate. I'm doubling down. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, quadrupling
0: I, down. You are. I appreciate you. I mean, you are a glutton for punishment, and I I admire that about you. That you are willing to to just just take. I don't know. I don't know what the motivation is behind this. Like, maybe you're hoping that 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 Farhan will hear this and be like, you know what, I have new motivation. I
1: don't believe. Like, remember, like, I don't know what show this was, but you asked me if I believed, if I was superstitious. This is me being superstitious. Okay. This is me. I'm tempting fate. I'm really trying to make this happen. I'm doing everything that I can. I, I like it. Yeah. I yeah. Hate Negronis. They are nasty and disgusting. But nonetheless, I believe that the Giants have the payroll space to sign two of these guys and I believe that if they do sign two of them they will vastly improve their prospects for this coming season and they will not be in rebuilding mode they will be in competing mode I mean mediocre competing mode 54% mode <laughs> uh, Allah the Mariners but, uh, but I believe they'll be in... The, right now, they're not in that mode. And so that, that brings up an interesting subject, Matthew. Have you heard about something new? This new technology, Matthew, called Computers.
0: I, I've heard a little bit about them yeah yeah. yeah yeah I heard that they they can do things that maybe the human brain can't do they can do the thing well or maybe uh, yeah they, they, they make it easier they
1: do it faster
0: quick yes. yes okay
1: and and sometimes they come up with these things they, they, they've actually taken computers and they brought them into baseball huh I know it's a new it's a new world old men like us we don't <laughs> we, we have a hard time probably grasping this but apparently these days, The computers, they do the projections. Now, I'm told this isn't AI. This is just simulations where they just crunch a bunch of numbers and then run a bunch of fake games over and over again. But they do it like 10,000 times or whatever. And then they come up with an idea of how each player or team is going to perform. Yeah. All of these computers have come out with a new... Because this is a big time for them to come out with their new projections because it's the end of the offseason. Right. And so now, a bunch of these computers have come in, and they have done some projections about how the Giants and the rest of baseball is going to perform. They have names like Pakota and Zips, Zips, yeah, and Steamer, yeah, yeah. I don't like that's. I don't know. Like it's got. Stops. Maybe there's an acronym in there. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they all say that the Giants
0: are going to be awesome.
1: define awesome
0: Uh, really exciting to watch winning lots of games no (laughs) no
1: no well I mean lots of things they're gonna win way more games than the 49ers won this year
0: right right yes they will way Um, more
1: like seven times more
0: so I'm assuming though that they're gonna win more games than they won last year
1: yes see awesome yeah like two or three more games than last year oh (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't sound so awesome. Yeah, so, 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 I, you know, we're not this kind of, sh- we're, like, like, we're not going to break this down for you folks, like...
0: Hey, you know, Ben Kaspik over at Locked On, yeah. he he does a great job with the projections and stuff. Go listen to him. He is a self-admitted nerd when it comes to the stats and stuff. Go listen to him. He does a great job of breaking it down. That's right.
1: He tells you all of, like, the actual numbers and the analysis and whatever. And you if you, like, have fan graphs and... And all that. You can go read that there. I'm just gonna break it down. I'm gonna simplify it. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. Here's what Pakota says about the Giants.
0: Okay. They're boring. <laughs> Alright, well then what does Zip say about that? Uh,
1: Zip says the Giants are boring. Oh. Uh, the, are they, there any other
0: like systems? There are.
1: There's two others that I wanna there's two others I wanna call out. They're kinda of rare, they're kind of on the edge, like a lot of people don't talk about them. You might not hear Ben Caspick talking about these. The Banana Two Thousand <laughs> says the Giants are boring. The Banana Two Thousand. Yeah, and then there's Ben's bionic brain. Mm-hmm. This one is really good. I really respect this one. <laughs> yeah, it's it really knows its stuff. Uh, boring,
0: boring. Okay.
1: They all say that the Giants are gonna win eighty-two games on the upside, or on the downside, eighty games.
0: So a huge variance there between... Huge
1: variance. They all say that the Giants are mediocre. The Giants also... I mean, you know... But hey,
0: that's more wins than they won last year?
1: That is. But I think it hits exactly what Farhan Zaidi seems to be trying for. Like, he seems to be like, 500, 500. Like, he's got one up on the Mariners. The Mariners are trying to win 54% of their games. The Giants are just trying to do 50.
0: Yeah, well, okay, I... So I actually have the FanGraphs graphs, uh, uh, Zips projections uh, up in front of me. And you are correct. It has the Dodgers winning 93 games. 93? The Diamondbacks winning... Wow,
1: they spent a billion dollars and they're going to win 93 games? Yes.
0: The Diamondbacks winning 84, which is, I think, what they won last
1: year? <laughs> the Diamondbacks are paying a buck fifty, and they're going to win 84 games. And the, D- and the-, and the Dodgers are spending a billion dollars and they're going to win 93? Yep. Yeah.
0: And then it has the Giants winning 82 and coming in third in the National League West.
1: Wait, uh, where do the Padres go?
0: Fourth with 79 wins. They're going to be the Giants of uh, 2023. Hey, Bob, what do the Padres do? The Padres are gonna Padre. Every year. Every year. Every and, year, and, Bob. And every the, year. And, you know, I mean, you can't blame them for trying to win one for their, for their dying owner. You know, and... It really feels like that is what they tried to do. They, they went all in. I am glad. I mean, good for them. Yeah, you know...
1: I sucks it, and it didn't work
0: out. Yeah, yeah, you can't take it with you. So, you know, they they went all in, and unfortunately it didn't work out. Uh, but, you know, I did want uh, to highlight what, what Fangraphs and what Zip says about, or Fangraphs, I guess, is saying about the Giants as as it relates to their Zips projections of 84 wins, or 82 wins, rather. Okay. It says, the Giants are... They didn't use the word boring. They used the word underwhelming. <laughs> the Giants are underwhelming in part because they've missed out on most of the big free agents they've gone after, but that doesn't mean they're bad. They are solid enough that they could make a wild card push and their floor is higher than many think. <laughs> but they need some more production in their lineup and behind Logan Webb there are a lot of moving parts in the rotation. Okay? So that's their analysis on why eighty-two wins. Um, it's hard to argue with that.
1: It's it's impossible to argue with that.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, there are a lot of moving parts in the rotation. That is true. Cobb uh, and Ray. They they definitely need a little bit more production out of their lineup than uh, what is projected now. They have one good hitter, and so that all relates to you say boring. They say underwhelming. <laughs> I think underwhelming is
1: worse. <laughs> I mean, underwhelming is like, I, I mean, at least boring might win, right? Boring might crank out eighty-four wins.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Underwhelming just sounds like nah. What? That's like eighty wins. (laughs) Underwhelming is eighty wins. You're just like, okay. Well, at least the garlic fries were.
0: Oh no. No, not even that. Uh. These their cocktails were. Oh no, not even.
1: Well, you know, they did have the Margarita Corner over there in, in, in left field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least they did last year. I don't know. Um, they have a lot of Jim Beam stuff. Yeah. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them. They did have some Bullet stuff, which is okay, which is good.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I'd like to see them go a little bit more upshelf, you know, with some of their stuff. Maybe a little Elijah Craig, which is really, or Buffalo Trace. Can we get, can we get some deals with those guys? I mean, that's <laughs> not it. That's still mid shelf. That's just like, that's like, that's like, but
0: like, you know, anyway. maybe the marketing team can get on that, but you know, okay. So that's kind of where we are with the standings. I, I am intrigued by the banana 2000 and the Ben's bionic uh, projections. I'm going to need to read up more on yeah, those Yeah, you ones. should check
1: those out. Those are, but I mean, but nonetheless, they, they all, they both, they both, they all say the same thing, yeah, which is, all boring. Thing. Yeah. the Giants are boring.
0: But you know, that could change with it, uh, with a with a signing of one of the, the big four. Right. More. Which is gonna happen on Wednesday, Matthew. It's gonna happen on Wednesday because that's when the
1: I that's when Robbie Ray and Alex Cobb can go on the IL and then they have room for the two they have room for Chapman, they have room for Snell. That's when it's gonna happen. They can't do it now,
0: Matthew. Because the forty man is full. That's the
1: forty man is full. All right. The forty man is full, and you cannot like We should we should probably review the forty man. Well,
0: I I was just gonna suggest you know the forty man is. This is a good time to look at it.
1: Yeah, let's get Uh, because
0: because you know twenty five of those forty players will eventually make the opening day roster. That's right. Uh, And and so I thought it might be fun to maybe go through that and call out some names. Yes, that might excite you. Okay, they might. Yes, let's do it. Or or or. they either excite you or you've never heard of them.
1: Wait, what? Why would I have never heard of them? What are you talking I about? I know you,
0: you are a diehard Giants fan. Right. You dig deep into Giants well, you know, information. I, I dig a little bit. Sure. So, uh, you know, we do a podcast about the Giants. Right. So we should theoretically know every player.
1: Right. I know some guys right? who aren't even on the 40 man, Grant McRae, Nasty Sugasti. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there
0: yeah. are some great names. Uh, but I thought maybe what we could do is go through and highlight some names. And and just see what our reactions. Yeah, let's call it. Well, these are the
1: guys, Matthew. These are the guys that we cannot bump off the forty-man roster. This is why we haven't signed Snell and and Chapman yet. Yes. Because we don't want to get rid of these guys who are on the forty-man roster. That's Correct. why we're waiting until Wednesday when when Cobb and and Ray go on the on the IL, and we can add Chapman and Snell. because we, we can't get rid of these guys. Hit me.
0: All right. First name I got for you. Yes. Trevor McDonald.
1: Tristan... Be- what? Who? What?
0: Tristan... What? Trevor Trev- McDonald. Like, what? That's He's so- on the 40-man, Ben. You are a Giants fanatic. Trevor McDonald. Oh. Trevor McDonald on the 40-man. Aren't you excited about him? reading.
1: <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait. His major league experience... Why is it saying air? Yeah, that would be zero. (laughs) Zero
0: major league experience. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I mean,
1: his ERA looks pretty good. Whoa, his 2023 whip in the minors
0: was 0.93? I'm assuming, and I didn't look into this, I'm assuming he was maybe a Rule 5 guy that was probably going to have to be Oh, he was protected uh, protected from the Rule
1: 5 draft. Okay, I'll give him a pass.
0: But, but, you know, so he's one of those guys, high upside, right? He's got, uh... No, I get it. I get it.
1: We can't, we can't, we can't get rid of him.
0: So I understand. Okay. Uh, So you're, you're sold on Trevor McDonald. Yeah.
1: I was, I was not sure because I didn't know his name. All right. All right.
0: Well, give me somebody then that you know.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, we, (laughs) we already talked about, uh, Mr. Small. So, so let me, let me, uh, let me, let me go down here to another name. Oh, oh yeah. Matthew. Yes. You like you like the catchers, right?
0: Oh, sure. Right. Can't have enough good catchers, man. Right, and
1: the Giants they have they have Patrick Bailey, super yes. excited about him. Exactly. They have Blake Sable, who not a great catcher, but wow, what a story from last year, and like he could grow, he could become better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's on the forty man roster. Rule five drafty
0: Blake Sable. Yeah. yeah.
1: Joey Bart complicates things. Also on the forty man roster. Yeah. Yeah. Probably going to have to be moved off of it before opening day. Um, and then we just signed this guy, Tom Murphy. You know, he's like 67 years old. Yep, yep. But but we only signed him. We got a team option for, for the year three when he's 70. Um, and that's four catchers on the 40-man roster, Matthew. But did you know we have a fifth catcher on the 40-man roster? Really? Yeah. Cooper Hummel. Good old Cooper. You know all about him. Tell me tell me about Cooper Hummel.
0: The most interesting about Cooper Hummel is that he's a switch hitter. <laughs> and uh, he does have a major kid. league experience. He does. He's played in the majors. Unlike Trevor McDonald, he's
1: played in the majors. He has
0: 199 major league at-bats. That's
1: a lot. That so majors. he
0: is a veteran dude. That's That's a significant number of at-bats. Yeah, and if I had to tell you what major league team he played with last, I bet you couldn't guess.
1: I bet I could. (laughs) I bet every listener to this podcast could. Because the San Francisco Giants are the same organization as...
0: The Seattle Mariners. That is correct,
1: yes. (laughs) Yes. So tell me how Cooper played. What did Cooper do for Cooper
0: Seattle? for Seattle last year? He played in ten games. He had twenty three at bats and he batted 0-87 with a one ninety two on base. Um, but you said
1: he had one hundred ninety nine career at bats. Yeah. What so he, he see-
0: played with he played for the Arizona Diamondbacks in twenty twenty two. Oh, the D backs. He played sixty six games for them and he had a one seventy six batting average for them. So it doesn't... And I don't look at his splits, but it doesn't really look like that... Um, Matthew, you know, I don't
1: think that's... That, that, I don't. As if, a switch hitter, I'm it the, doesn't
0: seem like he does well on
1: either side. I didn't guess he hits equally well against both sides with his career 166 batting average. But you know what? We can't get rid of him to sign Blake Snell, Matthew. I mean, we have to wait until Wednesday because we could not DFA Cooper Hummel. No. Because he's only one of our, we only have five catchers on the uh, on the 40-man
0: roster. <laughs> hey, man, you need, you know, when more than 10% of your roster is catchers, that means you're heading places.
1: <laughs> and yet, people are out there. Like, respected journalists are saying we wait until Wednesday when we clear space on our 40-man roster. Because right now we're holding it for Cooper Hummel.
0: But there's more. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a, an outfielder. Okay, hit me. A guy named TJ Hopkins.
1: TJ was part of a big acquisition. He was part of a big move this year. Was he? (laughs) I think. Yeah, he was traded by the
0: Reds. For a player to be named (laughs) later. (laughs) A good old PTBNL. The Reds wanted to get rid of him, and we're like, "Yeah, just 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 tell us, just give us the player later." That's that's how bad they wanted to get rid of him.
1: You know, I will admit, like, look, there's no way that Cooper Hummel is the next Tyro Estrada or or Lamont Wade Jr. But maybe T.J. Hopkins is. Like, I don't know. Uh...
0: T.J. Hopkins is intriguing because in the minors, he has a 356 on base percentage career. Uh, Wise. Okay, so that's why the Giants like him because he can get on base. They have a type, he fits that type. He's also 27 years old, so it's not like he's like really young, you know, kind of prospect.
1: He's not blocking anybody, but but you know what he is doing? He's blocking them from signing Snell and Chapman, Matthew. That's why they don't, because they don't want to, that's why they haven't finalized the deal with Snell and Chapman, is because they don't want to release TJ Hopkins. This is why.
0: Well, because they don't want to like. They just gave up a a player to be named later, Ben. They don't want to like have to like you know now just dump that. Right. Because they they really love that player to be named later, and you know it was a lot to give up. They don't know who he is, but they love him.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So that's one. Who else is blocking? Uh, Is that it?
0: There was a pitcher that I'd never heard of, to be honest. Uh, The uh, what is this? Eric Miller. Eric Miller. There he is. And and you know again a guy that's probably, you know, rule 5 draft D protection cuz that's the type of player that guy that the teams 20. will take a flyer on, right? That's they will correct. take a flyer on a power arm even if they only have like A-ball experience and um which I think uh no actually he played in Triple A last year. So he's 25 years old. The yeah. Giants
1: the Giants saved a, took a supporting man roster spot to save a 25-year-old.
0: Well, and he had a he had a pretty good year last year. He had uh, uh, average against was one fifty two. You uh, know, you know his one thirty one uh, whip, not great, but you know, um, looks like his his uh, strikeouts are uh, yeah seventy three strikeouts in forty eight innings. Yeah, you know, or forty eight games. So you know that's that's not that. So that's why they want seventy three strikeouts in fifty two innings. That's why right. they want to save him. The
1: point here, folks, is is that. It's not the 40man roster and not having open spots on it that is stopping the Giants from. No, signing. I
0: disagree because TJ Hopkins and Eric Miller man they could they could be the difference and, and and Blake Snell is just not even worth it.
1: He's not worth DFA, TJ Hopkins or Eric Miller. <laughs> yeah. Um, if that's where we are, then I win. Like, you know,
0: this is like, this is like those of you who play fantasy football where you fall in love with the guys you drafted. Enjoy your Negroni. Enjoy your Negroni. You just, you, you apologist. I, I, I'm not apologizing. I'm making fun because I, I feel like Farhan at some point is like me playing fantasy football. I fall, I do so much research. In the guys that I draft, and I'm convinced that they are going to be the ones. And then when some guy breaks out that nobody has in the league, and I have an opportunity to claim them, I agonize over whether I should drop some guy that I'm never going to start for for them. So I just, you know, I, 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 I can relate to Farhan. Uh, and I think that's where we're at. That's like you know he does so much with guys, these guys that he feels like have potential, and he'd rather he'd rather love the potential than get like a sure thing. I hear
1: you about that, but what I'm saying is is that like even Farhan would DFA two of those guys <laughs> for one of the four remaining top four. So this this idea that we're waiting for Wednesday. Just seems ludicrous to me. (laughs) Just seems ludicrous. There is not going to be, all there is going to be is a Valentine's Day disappointment. And listeners, if that just sounds like something you are just so used to, I apologize. But like, just no, it's not like the same thing about stripling. Like, it's not happening, folks. It's not happening. It's not happening.
0: It's not happening. It's
1: not happening. Do not wait for Wednesday. I and you know what? I will gladly drink my Negronis. I will chug those super. I just I'll drink them at whatever speed is the most painful for me. <laughs> and you know what? The Negroni is a perfect cocktail, but I promise you, I will put extra Campari in each Negroni to 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 celebrate the signing of these guys. But it is not happening. It is not happening. It is not happening because of stripling. It is not happening because of the Wednesday IL thing. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen at some random time. And I'm telling you, Matthew is going to be drinking a Negroni, and I will drink zero. That is what's happening.
0: Okay. All right. Well, and so we'll find out, obviously, how that all shakes out uh, as, as the offseason continues. I think it's interesting though that the Giants have invited 25 players as non-roster invitees. That's a lot. I don't. I don't know. Is it though? Because that's like 65 players in I don't total. Know.
1: I have no idea. I, that.
0: I, I actually. I, yeah. And what what I think is funny is they have five catchers and they invited three more. <laughs> right. So now they have eight catchers in camp. You and and work. I and but that's good because they have 50. They invited 15 pitchers. Uh, you're gonna to to non. You to have that
1: many pitchers. You need a lot of
0: catchers. Exactly, exactly, and so and one of those one of those catchers is Nasty Sugasti, right? It is, it is. Yeah. Nasty Sugasti is one of those catchers, and he's the youngest uh, by far, and so it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I think where fans should be most excited about when it looks at the non roster invitees is the starting pitching depth um, that the Giants have been touting. All of those names you've been hearing are going to be in camp. These are names that we're really excited about. Yeah, guys like Mason Black, uh, you know, Carson Wisenhunt. Uh, Then there's, you know, those are names that we hear a lot as maybe the next ones behind, like, you know, the behind the guys that have already made it. Uh, Then there's a newly drafted Reggie Crawford, who is uh, touted as a two-way player. Uh, but also, uh, many think that will be mostly as a pitcher, and he is invited to camp. Hayden Birdsong is another yeah. uh, that uh, is another that many are talking up. Nick Avila, who was actually chosen off the Giants last year as a Rule Five, somebody other team grabbed him and then returned him to the Giants. Nice. Uh, and so, so there's a bunch of guys. Carson Seymour, another name that uh, we we may see this year at some point. And so I think it's... So if you're going to be looking at spring training and trying to see, pay attention to some of those non-roster pitchers because ultimately some of those could be called up at some point to make a difference in in this year's season.
1: Yeah, I mean, Reggie Crawford, two-way player, is somebody who's super exciting. One name, unfortunately, that is not on here is Bryce uh, Eldridge. Um, but no, there's a lot of super exciting names. And these are the guys that I am excited to see in spring training. Uh, because I agree with you, we probably will see like amongst the names of Carson Wisenhunt and Mason Black and oh Nick Avila. We'll certainly see. I, I don't think there's any doubt that we'll see him.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah they're all in their early twenties. These guys, most of them, anyway. But and uh, and so yeah, you know, they could be over the next year or two names that uh, could. Mason make a big Black difference. is
1: one that I'd like to see fast tracked. I mean, he's he's getting a little long in the tooth there.
0: Yeah, uh, and he had a great last year. So, he uh, so he could be someone that uh, that makes uh, and a. And Carson Wisenhunt story.
1: could also be on a, a fast track guy. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, um, yeah, he's you know he's, it's not crazy. He would be he well he's going to turn twenty four in October. It would be it's probably a little early to see Carson this year, but but he
0: might. Yeah, well, right. you know, you, you, you make know? enough noise down in AAA yeah. and you never know. Or double even for that matter right. with pitchers. So, right. so we will see. Um, I, I do want to point out, Ben, that one of your uh, favorite middle infielders is a non-roster invitee. <sighs> well, that solves
1: our shortstop problem right yeah, there.
0: Exactly. Look no further, folks. The Giants have solved their backup Shortstop problem, uh, because Donovan Walton has is a non roster invitee. I thought he was on the Seattle Mariners, Matthew. Even the Mariners don't want him.
1: Apparently, yeah. The Mariners get all the good ones, like Mike Ford. We get all the bad ones, like Donovan Walton. So even when we're like part of the Mariners organization, we get the castoffs. Like, like that's why the Mariners get to win fifty four percent of their games, and we only get to win fifty. <laughs> I'm going to have to explain that 54% thing, aren't I? Next week. Next
0: week. All Next right. week. Yeah. I, and, but I will say, as far as outfielders are concerned, uh, one guy that I'd keep an eye on is Grant McCray. Yeah. And uh, he was uh, a really great, I think, two seasons ago, and then maybe had some injuries or something this last year. But, uh, you know, could be someone that the Giants could He's, call up. I mean, you know, he has been... They are uh, very
1: excited about him, clearly. Yeah, yeah. And keeps popping up. And I think he's, I mean, he's, he, he turned 23 in December. Hmm. So he's still pretty young, right? Like, um, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, he's a guy I'd like to see pop up, you know? Um, and so he's a guy that, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't want to see them sign somebody like Cody Bellinger. He's going to be a Cub. Bellinger's going to be a Cub, uh... Snell is going to be... A giant. No, he's going to... The Angels are going to sign one of these guys. They'll spend a ton of money, way too much money on one of these guys. And I feel like it's probably either Chapman or Snell. Okay. And then... I think, you know, somebody like the Pirates or the Rays or the, like one of these, like the Reds, like one of these BS teams will will go for Montgomery or Bellinger. And, and the Cubs will sign Bellinger.
0: So you don't think the Giants are going to sign anybody then? You're willing to drink your Negronis. What? Or I'm going to drink Negronis. You're, drinking a, you're going <laughs> to drink a Negroni No, is what I know is going to happen. What right. I
1: want to happen is I want to drink two Negronis.
0: Yeah, I, I want the Giants to sign Chapman. Uh, and or Snell. Snell. Yeah. I think both. I would take Jordan Montgomery, though, at this point.
1: Yeah, Jordan Montgomery and Chapman. Bellinger just doesn't make sense.
0: Uh, No, it doesn't, because we already have enough outfielders. Yeah, I
1: just don't... The Bellinger thing, I don't believe. I think the Chapman thing is the absolute... Like, if you don't get Chapman, then, like, I don't see how you should be the head of baseball operations anymore. Like, you should not be the hobo if you don't get Chapman. You will be, because, like... But at that point, point, I'm going into conspiracy mode, Matthew. At that point, I'm going to be just like, clearly the Giants' ownership is lying to the fans. They're just taking profits and patting them into their vacations. It's just like a rich person's welfare program, and they're just sucking it out of us people, and they're just lying to us. Like, that's the mode. I'm going to go crazy mode. I'm going crazy mode if they don't get Chapman.
0: Ooh. Stay tuned, folks.
1: Like... Might even, be,
0: might even be worse. Uh, drinking a Negroni. I don't. See, I don't know ben.
1: how to explain that they don't get one of these four guys, and and that one is not Chapman.
0: Yeah. No. Agreed. I, I think that one makes the most sense, and uh, they definitely should be pursuing that. So, all right. Well, you know, we're getting to the end of the episode, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've 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 done enough to lay the foundation for pitchers and catchers, or. What, was, what did we say? Kitchers and Patchers? Pitchers and catchers. Uh, returning, no, no, or Pitch, Catchers Pitch, and cat, kip, kip, I don't remember what yeah. it was. Anyway,
1: pitchers and bidders.
0: They're all they're all returning, uh, reporting on on Wednesday, Valentine's Day of all days. Yeah, they don't really work out until the day after, though. All right. Well, they're they're coming on the fourteenth, and so you know that's where we will be. All eyes will be in Scottsdale for uh, that uh, that date. And next week we will see if anything has moved the needle if 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 Ben will be drinking a Negroni next week we will see
1: yeah like we'll decide We'll, we'll
0: and it might be a week after like we may yeah, we may have we'll, to do a week later maybe, maybe or, I know. do it on
1: opening day or maybe I do it yeah we have today. to decide we'll, we'll have to figure happen. that out but um,
0: but Ben's definitely drinking a Negroni I'm please.
1: definitely drinking two Negronis
0: I hope so I'm drinking zero Negronis <laughs> I'm drinking zero Negronis no because that means I'd have to drink a Negroni
1: you're gonna drink a Negroni when Chapman signs <laughs> with Well, you know, here's what, actually, you know what I would love to have happen, Matthew? It was, I would love the Giants to sign two guys on opening day.
0: That's right. Because then, you have to drink a Negroni, and we get two of them. That would be the best case scenario for you. That would be the best
1: case scenario. It would not be the best case scenario for the Giants, though. No, or
0: for me. That's really all that matters. That's really all that matters. I get that. (laughs) I get that. All right, well, it's time to answer today's trivia question. And uh, if you recall, it was a 49er-themed one. When was the last time the Giants posted a winning record following a 49er Super Bowl appearance? appearance. Uh-huh. And you have to go back to 1990, Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, the Giants win 85-77 after the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl 24, 55-10 against the Broncos. That is the last time the Giants had a winning record after a 49 ers Super Bowl, uh, which is interesting because the year before in 89 is obviously this, their, one of their World Series uh, appearances, uh, and they obviously carried that on it was during the, the, the end of the you gotta like these kids era I think right right right
1: and was, was that, that, when, when, that when when When? Howie Long threw
0: six <laughs> touchdowns uh, no that was when when Bryant Young oh Bryant Young <laughs> some young guy some, some young some, 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 yeah, the, the Niners went young that year some and, young and uh, and he uh, threw
1: like some, young, a lot of some young guy threw nine touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Young young li yeah. threw... Young Hu li <laughs> is going to lead us to the World Series this year. That's right. Yes.
0: All right, folks. Well, that's all we got time for today. Uh, ben, we usually say what we're drinking uh, coming up in our next uh, Happy Hour episode. Do you know what you're drinking? I don't know the name of it,
1: but I... I, I, Okay, so we will be releasing our cocktail episode on the day that pitchers and catchers report. And so I, at the very least, am making a cocktail that is spring baseball related. And we had a lot of fights, Matthew, in the winter and fall as to when winter and fall started.
0: There's no fights here. Spring starts. Spring when starts when pitchers and catchers report. report. Yes.
1: yes, that is the first day of spring. We will be drinking spring cocktails. Mine is going to be spring baseball, San Francisco Giants related.
0: Same. I, I don't have a name for mine. It's a working title. It the, the, the current title sucks. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be drinking baseball themed, uh, inspired, spring inspired cocktails. So okay. so join us on Thursday for happy hour for that. Uh, until then folks uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already I've been really grateful for the amount of listeners we've had during this offseason seems like Giants fans have been very engaged and wanting more information Uh, part of me attributes that to Bags and and, uh, you know Baggerly and Brisby no longer doing a podcast but uh, you know hey we'll take it uh, whatever way it comes Uh, so don't forget to subscribe also follow us on the socials at Giant Cocktails on the platform formerly known as Twitter, as well as Instagram and X and Mastodon, where we put... All, oh, I said X. Uh, threads. That's what I meant. Threads. You know, the one that everybody said they were going to go to, but, you know, only a few did. Uh, so that's uh, that's where we're at. Follow us. We'll put up recipes and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff on uh, those social media platforms. And uh, don't forget to tell a friend or an enemy or even, you know, read repost any of our social media uh, posts uh, that would all be helpful for the show and uh, until then until next week Ben it's been great chatting with you cheers my friend cheers Matthew bye everybody goodbye thank you for listening to the giant cocktails podcast until next time bottoms up what happens when we have like six cocktails yeah
1: yeah all right Uh, goodbye